0: visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
4: Intro! I'm uh, Robert Evans. This is Behind the Bastards. Show where we tell you about the bad people you don't know enough about or you want to know more about. That's the show. That's it. That's the show. Oh, okay. Today my guest is Jamie Loftus. Hi, Jamie. Eating a salad, Loftus. Jamie,
5: yeah, eating a salad. I can already anticipate all the furious comments mm-hmm. that I'll get to dip into about my what's the word? My misophonia. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my is god. There a Anytime word for it? anyone ever eats on mic, like, there's nine hundred comments about like my misophonia. I can't listen to someone eating. And I was like, i this is the smallest problem.
4: Well, you you've hit upon a secret, which is uh the secret bastard of this episode. Misophonia? It's Jamie oh, Jamie Loft is reading <laughs> so I was
5: like, uh, the thing I'm blaming everything on? Yeah.
4: No, you are a, a, a working person and uh so,
5: uh, to all my musophonia heads, I've eaten a lot of Doritos really on this show. That's true. I mean, but that's a satisfying ASMR-induced crunch.
4: It is. Well, it is, but so is the satisfying taste of a, I don't, I can't find a brand on your salad. You should brand your salad. I actually don't know what it is. That's I know. That's frustrating.
5: There's not enough, there's not enough uh, visibility with this salad, yeah.
4: Speaking of branding, yeah. today we're talking about one of the all-time great branders up until about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth
5: Holmes. Man, she's gone mainstream. e
4: E. Home. Me. e-, e-
5: <laughs> Is there going a- <laughs> <laughs> to be an E-Holmes <laughs> connection here? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how quickly she has become a central... Like a focus of the world, it seemed to all v- happen very quickly.
4: Yeah, it really all kicked off in about like 2014 is kind of when she blew onto the stage. That was then... when
5: I became a stan.
4: Yeah. That's what you were. You oh, were Elizabeth you stand her done. for a while. I
5: was a, I was a stan, yeah. Yeah. Um. And there's elements of her that I still stan a little bit.
4: But yeah. Change
5: my mind. No, you
4: know what? 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 what we'll, we'll get into what she is later. Let's Let's start yeah. by talking about her backstory a little bit here.
5: Let's. I love a story of wealth.
4: A story of wealth and and privilege and and what I will call I will say her ethnicity is rich mm-hmm. like she's she is she's she's of that background. we will okay. talk a little bit more about that later too. Cool. So Elizabeth Ann Holmes was born on February third, nineteen eighty four, in Washington D.C. Her father was Christian Holmes the fourth, which might key you in on the fact that her family was rich as shit, which I wrote down before. You spoiled that factor <laughs> for our audience. I just didn't I didn't head edit so.
5: Mm. Listen, I'm sorry for spoilers. I'm just so excited to talk about Elizabeth.
4: I know, I know. You're very, you're big, you're big Stan.
5: I'm a big Stan. I play her on stage a lot.
4: I know you do. Yeah, yeah. You've you've got a great lab coat.
5: I've got a. I don't wear a lab coat. No, it's uh, the it's the it's the turtleneck turtleneck. Yeah,
4: yeah. That's kind of the iconic look.
5: Mm -hmm. The turtleneck and the bad hair. That's something we have in common. The, the frizzy hair. I mean, she needs to, like, her whole thing. And I know that, you know, we come down harder on women because of their appearance, but it's like there could have been an instructional on how to use a hair straightener more responsibly.
4: I guess I never. Okay. This is neither a lot here of nor split there. Split ends. It's crazy I,
5: how many billionaires have split ends. It's I like, no, get it the fuck together.
4: I guess I never noticed that, but, like, I never do anything to my hair, and I always look like a fucking. Uh, you, look gra- you
5: have infinitely better hair than Elizabeth Holmes.
4: <laughs> That's so yes. mean, dude, to E Holmes. I, I know, and I to love. L Money. <laughs> so, her great 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 grandfather, the first Christian Holmes, was a World War One veteran, inventor, and a surgeon. Part of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center is named after him, and he seems to have been a legitimately impressive dude. The family fortune, however, went back further than that to an ancestor named Charles Louis Fleischman, a Hungarian immigrant who founded the Fleischman Yeast Company back in the 1800s.
5: Oh, I forgot she was a yeah, yeast. Yeah, she's fortune. a yeast
4: a fortune, which is that's
5: two on the nose.
4: If you're, I gotta say, like if you're like a rich a rich girl going to private school, having your money come from a yeast a fortune, yeast that's fortune. a cross to bear. That's, that's a <laughs>
5: that's a real like uh, hashtag girl boss. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Now, pretty much regardless of where you live, you can walk into a grocery store and pick up a packet of Fleischmann's bread yeast. I actually used to use it when I was 18, 19, and 20 to ferment hobo jug wine in my garage. In did. other words, Elizabeth Holmes is descended from America's greatest hero. <laughs> it only costs like a dollar, so you can make a lot of really cheap gut rot wine with it.
5: Is it just like a Kool-Aid packet just like style a of... Kool-Aid
4: packet style of yeast.
5: Wow, yeah. I wonder what kind of font work they've got. You just, you just put
4: at. sugar in a bucket with water, some Fleischmann's bread yeast, stick an airlock on that fucker, let it sit two weeks, then you can get fucking wasted for like $4. Oh. You can get like a, a room full of people wasted for $4. We used to brew 30 or so gallons at a time and get like huge groups of people drunk on this like terrible, terrible, terrible. It can't fruit have liquor. been good, yeah. No, because we would get like canned, um, frozen, uh, like be- like you you get those cans of like concentrated orange juice and stuff.
5: Yeah,
6: we oh. dump like
4: five of those into a five gallon bucket, and we do like mm-hmm. six of those at a time. Fleischman's bread yeast, making the fucking yeast, and the- yeah, it would get to like six or seven percent alcohol, so you can get. You get like a five gallon bucket of that. You can ruin That's, some people.
5: Yeah, you can really uh, ruin some lives and, and break up some marriages mm-hmm. that way.
4: If You remind me at the end of the story. I'll tell you how we used Fleischman's bread yeast to murder the Flash when I was a twenty year old.
5: Ooh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, so this is some good, uh, some good utilitarian mm-hmm. yeast. Mm-hmm.
4: Great yeast. Good. We're not. We're not against the yeast.
5: I, well, listen, there's a lot of situations in which yeast are, is mm-hmm. not welcome.
4: This yeast is very welcome. This
5: Okay, this yeah. is welcome yeast. I like their font. Mm-hmm. I just had to look it's it It's a up.
4: solid font. It's
5: a cute font. It's timeless.
4: They've clearly been at it a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, in This CEO is Out for Blood, the 2014 Fortune article that ignited public interest in Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, mm-hmm. her father was described as a man who, quote, Has devoted most of his life to public-minded government service, disaster relief in Africa, international development projects in China, environmental work in this country, and is currently the global water coordinator for the U.S. Agency for International Development. He met Elizabeth's mother, Noelle, on Capitol Hill, where she worked as a congressional committee staffer. So that's his parents.
5: Some distinguished Mm -hmm. distinguished shit.
4: Some distinguished shit. Mm -hmm. Depending on who you hear from, you'll run into two very different pictures of her childhood. In early interviews, Elizabeth would claim that her famous great-great-great-granddad's example was her earliest motivation. She read a biography of him when she was a little kid and later told Fortune. He ultimately worked himself to death, but he was so passionate in what he did. I wondered, would I want to be a doctor? Since her family was rich and connected as fuck, some of her family friends were able to arrange for her to watch surgeries in order to see if she really wanted to get into medicine as a career.
5: Wait, how, when she
4: was how old? I think when she was like a like a kid and like 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 grade school. She go
5: going to watch surgeries. Yeah, you can
4: do that shit. Why not?
5: I, I don't know. I wouldn't let a child do that.
4: Oh man, if I ever have a kid, that's what they're doing from day one.
5: They're watching surgeries. Straight up,
4: no kindergarten, no first grade, just surgeries. They're- <laughs> <laughs> they're going to theaters yeah, just, you're just gonna be sitting in that OR and you watch him take that gallbladder out it would be yeah. kind of cool
5: do you think when they had like surgeries like in, in theaters that you could like have your own box there like it's yeah, like, so the you can waste it yeah <laughs> so you can get Bumped like fucked up and 40. like cheer yeah. people on and be uh, like just kill him
4: I would love to like pop pop a couple of oxy and like a bottle of steel reserve and then like smoke a cigar and watch a surgery. Like, that sounds like a healthy
5: someone getting (laughs) gallbladder surgery.
4: Shit talk the surgeon. Yeah. You call that a fucking incision?
5: You fucking fouled. Like, just (laughs) some gnarly stuff. God,
4: you could make a lot of money selling that as a business. Like, yeah. poor people get free surgeries and the rich get drunk and heckle them.
5: I feel like That's we're, like, r-
4: wh- America's ready for that.
5: Well, I was like, we're reaching a point yeah. in society where I feel like that may in fact be welcome. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. just need to find a way to add some sort of, we have to add the cloud to it to make it seem vaguely tech it- Adjacent. It's
4: gonna have that Twitch thing where everyone can comment while the surgery is going. On.
5: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like a Facebook live stream where it's like
4: vote heart
5: for kill him.
4: Yeah. If we get five hundred likes in the next hour, the surgeon will dab before. He- <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. If we get one thousand likes, the surgeon will not perform surgery.
4: He'll chug a forty. <laughs> you can just kill people on you
5: Facebook.
4: Can just- We might as well make it that direct rather than like nuts killing people on Facebook and using their platform to spread it. Just have Facebook. Yeah, now you can just just kill people. Let's just
5: cut out the middleman. Let's just do what we were trying to do the whole time.
4: (laughs) This has gotten off the rails a little bit. Well. (laughs) So Elizabeth claims that she did not enjoy watching surgeries. She was utterly revolted by the sight of blood and developed a phobia of it. Quote, the concept of sticking a needle into you and sucking your blood out, Holmes says, has always been profoundly disturbing to her. As a child she says, When I knew I needed to get a test, I would really be focused on that for weeks in advance. She had a real big thing about blood, which I guess a lot of people do. Yeah. I've, I've never had any I, I was sick as a kid, so I just grew up used to it, but I guess a lot of people like that's I've a thing. Always,
5: I've always been very
4: squeamish with stuff like that. You had leeches on your body at one point.
5: I've had leeches on my body at one point. I'm all about uh, immersion therapy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't like blood. I can't like watch Grey's Anatomy.
4: I can't either, but for totally different reasons. Because
5: I hate <laughs> surgery and I hate sex. <laughs> my two least favorite things. See,
4: I hate sex and I love surgery.
5: That Well, there's plenty of shows for you. <laughs>
4: there's a million <laughs> yeah. shows for you. Oh, yeah, I just watch House and Touch Myself all night long. It's, <laughs> it's great. When she was nine, Elizabeth's dad took a private sector gig with Tinneco, a giant automotive equipment manufacturer. The family moved from D.C. to Houston. Christian Holmes IV felt bad about forcing his children, Elizabeth and Christian Holmes V, to move to Texas, which is a reasonable way to feel about moving your children to Texas.
5: But, like, rich white people in Houston are, like, chaotic evil. Like, they're fine.
4: I mean, have you—I don't want to throw too much shade on Houston because I have a lot of friends there, but— I
5: don't, I don't know anything—I don't know anyone in Houston.
4: It's like if you built— A city, the density of downtown L.A., Mm. but on a swamp. Interesting. Yeah.
5: How does that affect you as a person? Well. (laughs) (laughs) I see you'd rather not say. (laughs) It's not my
4: favorite city, but other people like it quite a lot. All right. Now, uh, yes, Christian Holmes IV was really concerned about moving his kids to Texas. Elizabeth tried to reassure her dad by sending him a letter assuring him, quote, I love adventures. She said she was excited to move to Texas because it was big on science, which might be the most glaring misconception about Texas that I have ever heard.
5: Is that Elizabeth Holmes' biggest lie?
4: Yeah, that that right there, nothing comes close to that. (laughs) I have had more people that I can count explain to me angrily that the world is 6,000 years old in Texas, so Mm -hmm. I I do not get that. Interesting. (laughs) Anyway, uh, in every interview that Elizabeth has ever given, basically, she's made sure the interviewer reported on the first sentence that she wrote in that letter to her dad. Quote, What I really want out of life is to discover something new, something mankind didn't know was possible to do. So, this is the Holmes-approved version of the story. It's the one most reporters and journalists and quote-unquote journalists reported or repeated in super positive articles about Holmes and Theranos back in 2014. But it is not the only version of her story. Dr. Richard Fuse is a psychiatrist who has known Elizabeth and her family since she was a wee little child. He also got embroiled in a gigantic, nasty lawsuit with Theranos over a patent issue in 2011. The whole thing was a nightmare for his family and kind of tore his life apart for years. It cost him five million dollars. So Fuse is the furthest thing in the world from an unbiased, objective Good commenter Lord, yes. on the life of Elizabeth Holmes. Okay, but a number of other people's stories back up things that he says. So he also, like, grew up like she grew up alongside him. So he's right. got he's got some perspective. Okay, I believe some things he says. I'm more questioning about others. Um, So here are some excerpts from a poorly written Forbes article that interviewed Fuse about Holmes's background.
5: I'm sorry, a poorly written Forbes
4: article? (laughs) I know, this is the only one. Quote, Fuse said that Elizabeth's parents were striving to improve their position in the world. As he said, quote, the Holmes family parents were Christian and Noel, were our neighbors in Virginia. They were very political and aspired to use their Washington connections to get money. Our kids grew up with their kids. They were jealous of our family. I was a physician who had many patients and made money off of them and knew Arabic.
5: Okay. Seems like a lot of bragging about seems himself. Seems like a lot of
4: bragging. He seems like that kind of guy. Few says that Holmes' mother tried to push Elizabeth to be like him, Dr. Richard Fuse. Quote, "Noel programmed Elizabeth to be like me, invent and learn a language. I'm a psychiatrist and a family <laughs> practitioner and would tell a father and mother not to treat their child that way. She'll be what she'll be. Don't drive her into something she doesn't want to do. In the pictures I have with our family, she's withdrawn. She's always pulled to the side and was not naturally emotive as a child.
5: I don't know. I mean, I... I... I'm always had like if you think about like how your neighbor would describe you as a child like if if mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell the retired Brockton cop were to describe me as a child and present it like 20 years later as canon I don't know I don't I don't love he did that
4: Yeah I I don't love it either it's also though that like we have the stuff that she approved and told journalists, right. and we have the other side of this from this other guy. Well, so I'm going to present life. you with both and with some other stuff in between. Yeah, because
5: like, her like approved story is so mythic.
4: It is. Yeah. And so like you have to try to, anyway, I'm going to present a, a number of different- Totally. like To attempt to, and, and again, like Fuse is obviously the most biased source we have on Holmes's background. But he's, he also knew he, her her whole life.
5: How many more times does he say he's a physician? Like It,
4: it gets a little bit less pretentious after that. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the book *Bad Blood* by John Carreyrou provides—it's a uh, a really good Mm -hmm. uh, book—provides additional context to Holmes's childhood ambition. It paints a picture somewhere between how Holmes wanted to be known to fortune and how Doctor Fuse paints her. Quote: When she was nine or ten, one of her relatives asked her at a family gathering the question every boy and girl is asked sooner or later: "What do you want to do when you grow up?" Without skipping a beat, Elizabeth replied, "I want to be a billionaire." Wouldn't you rather be president, the relative asked? No, the president will marry me because I'll have a billion dollars. These were not the idle words of a child. Elizabeth uttered them with the utmost seriousness and determination, according to a family member who witnessed the scene. So, cool. Liz the baby. I, yeah. It I mean, I just. be a billionaire.
5: The way people build up people's childhood stories is always so weird it to is. me. Like, anyone could have been like, Jamie told us that she was going to, like, marry Daniel Radcliffe, and she sounded pretty fucking serious yeah. about it, like, when I was, like, nine or 10 years old.
4: For me, it would be Robert wanted to make dinosaurs, like, in the Jurassic Park books, and that's the only thing and he talked about you was could see becoming the a conviction scientist. Yeah, he really wanted to make some fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> right? And I still do. Right. If I ever get a billion dollars. All of it's going to First, dinosaurs. The president
5: will marry you, and then the dinosaur thing. Oh
4: God, I just think about his his warm, rasping lips on my <laughs> on my the back of my neck, and Jamie, nothing warms my heart more than Listen, that. I, yeah,
5: I mean, we will feel bad for those when she's displaced by you. But... You
4: know what? You know what? Play's got to play. It's true. That's what I'm gonna it's do. It's
5: true. It's true. <laughs>
4: Carrie Rue's interviews with people who knew Holmes as a child revealed that she was a huge fan of Monopoly and was famously competitive at the game, one of those people who demands you actually finish the game even once it becomes clear that they're going to win because you can't roll the die without landing on one of their properties. She usually won, but when she lost, she would run off in a huff. Carrie Rue notes that more than once, she ran through the screen of the condo's front door. Oh my god. That's pretty on brand. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
5: very like, ah! That one I
4: believe, because that both sounds like someone who grows up to do what she did and also sounds like a Nine year old.
5: Just a, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: like, <laughs> yeah.
5: Sounds like a child who isn't totally sure how to deal with failure exactly. <laughs> at all. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That tracks.
4: Mm-hmm. In those early fawning articles, a lot of hay was made out of the fact that Elizabeth Holmes learned to speak Mandarin while she was young during a study abroad—well, uh, before and during a study abroad program in China. Mm. Uh, the 2014 Fortune article made it sound incredibly impressive. Quote, Elizabeth and her brother, who is now director of product management at Theranos—totally above board there—had both <laughs> been she. intrigued by their father's work in China. So when Elizabeth was about nine, her parents found them both a tutor to teach them Mandarin on Saturdays. Elizabeth then supplanted those lessons with summer language programs at Stanford and later at two universities in Beijing. Captivating— By computer programming in high school, she was struck by how the Chinese university's information technology facilities lagged behind what she was used to. To rectify that situation, she started her first business while still in high school, selling C++ compilers to Chinese universities.
5: So it always starts with like a weird early scam. One of my favorite – because I have like a vested interest in Mm -hmm. girl boss scammers, right? And one of my favorite examples of that is uh, Lisa Frank – in
4: college, she's like the unicorn art weird thing. Lady the like nineties like, cases and stuff. Yeah, all the trapper yeah.
5: keepers. She started by um, like basically stealing art and design from Native American artists and <laughs> selling them at an uptick, and then like later based a lot of her designs and stuff. Like it just like there's always like an yeah. early scam. Yeah,
4: there's always with
5: with everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. of all genders, it's always like a proto scam. Yeah, same
4: with John McAfee. If you go back yeah. to when he was like, yeah, they always.
5: They're like, "Oh, no one's going to say anything." Okay, cool. M- moving along.
4: That's why they get good enough to do billion and multi-million dollar scams is cuz they right. start when they're fucking 12. I mean, or there's whatever. even like, like a
5: case to be made for like Billy McFarland doing something like that where you're just like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the, uh, the
4: Firefest guy." Yeah. Yeah,
5: like you're just dipping your toe in like, "Oh, no one's checking." Oh, this
4: is okay. Great. Let's yeah. see how far
5: we can Yeah. Yeah,
4: how how much further can we can we push this? Liz. Yeah. Liz. You rascal. You rascal. So uh, Fuse's recollections make that period of her life sound like it's at best a little bit inflated. Uh, He alleges that she was enrolled in the study abroad program as a backdoor into Stanford. Quote, she was a fair student with low grades. Her parents had heard through their channels that she could improve her chances if she took a summer program there and learned a language. While in high school, they put her in a summer program at Stanford to study Mandarin. Now, Carrie Rue's book makes it sound a little better than that. According to his reporting, she talked her way into the Stanford summer program, um, whatever the truth, she eventually went abroad to China to continue her studies. Fuse does not believe she thrived there. Quote, Elizabeth would call the house from China crying. Noelle would take the calls from Elizabeth and ask my ex-wife to pick up. Elizabeth said, the people are dirty, the hotel is filthy, and I want to come home. But Noelle would tell her to stop complaining and get with the program.
5: Hmm. Okay. So. Sounds like a bratty rich kid abroad.
4: A bratty rich kid abroad. I'm not sure what to make of her Mandarin. Some people say she was good at it, but it's one of those things like, like Mark Zuckerberg learned Mandarin and you yeah. you hear reports from like, Chinese people that like yeah you know he's not great but like he, he he's able to hold a conversation and stuff like it's right. got like a basic level and that's impressive because it's really hard to learn mm-hmm. I haven't run into any Chinese people commenting on Elizabeth Holmes's level of Mandarin
5: fluency. I, I mean does she have really much of a history in that country other than like she, early in her life not really she yeah. went there
4: several times and stuff that's where she met sunny Sonny because well,
5: that was and, and like talk about yeah yeah like he's like oh you speak Mandarin hi I'm old a lot he of like, people were impressed by, it. and
4: Ugh. that's part of why I'm a little questioning about how good she was at it. Because like yeah. everyone who's impressed by her Mandarin is a person who doesn't speak Mandarin. Right. It's like I know Mark Zuckerberg has a, like I don't like Mark Zuckerberg, but I know he's acquired an impressive level of it because Chinese people are like, yeah, no, he was able to give a speech and it well, and was like he comprehensible. He does a lot of work in China. He as does well. a lot of work in China. He yeah. married a Chinese woman. Like right. he put in the time. I don't know about home. He
5: is a hero. I he's think a hero. We can agree
4: you hear he wore a tie for a whole year during the financial collapse. No. Oh yeah.
5: <laughs> what?
4: He's Uh,
5: so gross, I can't stand him.
4: Nobody can. God, that chinless dork. I'm sure he has like a 30,000 square foot house because no one in his family wants to be that close to him either.
5: Do you think that he has one of those Bitcoin ties like that guy in the Uh, Elizabeth Holmes HBO documentary?
4: Put a pin in that. We gotta talk about the Bitcoin tie guy. I'm
5: gonna fight him and I'm gonna win. (laughs) If
4: you wear a Bitcoin tie...
5: Who the fuck who the, who, do you think you what, are?
4: What are you playing at, motherfucker? Who, like, yeah,
5: what's your fucking game here? Also, uh, I want one of those
4: ties. <laughs> you are the only person I would let be on, if when they do the documentary about all the scams I'm running. <laughs> yes. I, I will be offended I'm gonna, if you don't wear a Bitcoin tie. I'm gonna
5: wear a Bitcoin tie and just be like, yeah, we had no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play very dumb. We're a Bitcoin tie. I don't know anything.
4: With the NASA t shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'll just.
5: And then I'll be like, Robert was always saying the Earth is flat. I don't know why everyone's so surprised.
4: (laughs) It is, though. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, given the recent revelations about rich families paying millions of dollars to find ways to sneak their kids into fancy colleges, you might be wondering, why didn't Holmes's family just pose her in the swimming pool playing fake water polo to get her into Stanford? <laughs> well, it's because that kind of scamming costs money. And by the time she was looking to get into college, the Holmes family was, if not really broke, then at least rich people broke. So, uh, like,
5: upper middle class?
4: Well, it's more that like – this is what I was talking about with like ethnically rich as, as opposed to like just have a lot of money. Like if you're in the NFL or you become a movie star and you get like tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars – a lot of those people or you win the lottery, a lot of those people wind up broke eventually. Right. If you're born rich, if into like if, if that's like really your background, your culture, your ethnicity. You're like
5: a yeast family. You're like a
4: yeast family. Yeah. You may never have much in the way of liquid cash, but it's impossible for you to ever be poor because of the connections that you have
5: right. from growing up It'll in that always, culture. Yeah, yeah. Bounce back.
4: And that's like her dad used his connections in the early aughts to get a, an executive gig at Enron. Um, that did not end well. So fucking sinister. And some people say Fuse included that the collapse of Enron basically wiped out the family fortune. Um, Fuse claims that when he came back after Enron failed, uh, like that he and his wife had to live in one of Fuse's uh, extra houses, rent free, because like they didn't have any money right, after Enron.
5: He is actually—I don't know if you know this about him—he's a physician.
4: He is a physician. Yeah, he's a and a psychiatrist. Physician. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he and actually a, like an inventor. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, whichever version of her early background you choose to believe, we know for a fact that in the fall of 2002, 18-year-old Elizabeth Holmes started at Stanford University, and that is where we will continue from when we come back from products. products!
5: Bitcoin ties.
4: Oh yeah, I mean we we really we're actually this this podcast is all uh, to to advertise for my new cryptocurrency, Whoa. bastard coin. Ba- <laughs> Yeah, each, uh, each is we have actually like embedded uh, a blockchain in the, the decomposing bones of Saddam Hussein buried under oh, wow. uh,
0: an
6: Iraqi
4: desert near Kirkuk.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and so as uh, uh, the, the, the winds of time gradually decompose his bones, mm-hmm. new blockchains are created, thus releasing more bastard coins into the uh, the coin ecosystem.
5: Well, see, I actually knew that because if you read every 14th word in Saddam Hussein's Romance novel, it tells you the exact location of that,
4: so yeah, I got you. You did it, you did it, you did it. All right, well, uh, pick up some bastard coins. Um, You can use them to buy drugs on the internet, like all cryptocurrency, and uh, check out these fine products!
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
4: On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So, if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, you have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. If you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. So switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
6: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
4: We're back. We're back. We're back. Those where's
5: great. Where's Lizzie? She's, in, she's she at Stanford. She just started
4: Stanford. Oh, good. I'm sure this ends well. S-fizzle. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing that a lot today. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes was, by most accounts, a diligent student and a diligent partier. John Kerry Rue writes, quote, Outside of the long hours she put in at the lab, Elizabeth led an active social life. She attended campus parties and dated a sophomore named J.T. Batson. Batson oh. was from a small town in Georgia and was struck by how polished and worldly Elizabeth was, though he found her guarded. She wasn't the biggest sharer in the world, he recalls. She played things close to the vest. She also wore a lot of vests. I don't think that's she, what he meant there, but she she definitely wore a lot of vests. But it was a
5: Freudian slip, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: She, she was a big vest fan. She
5: wore sure, a lot of vests.
4: I love a good vest. I'm a big Listen, vest guy myself. And she knew how to wear a vest. And she did know how to wear... Nobody's saying she was not dressed well for the job.
5: Where, where is the conversation about how Elizabeth Holmes could really wear a vest unlike any other scammer? I
4: feel like you should be on her legal team.
5: Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) doesn't wear a vest.
4: No, Mark Zuckerberg barely wears t shirts. I know. Mm -hmm. It's just disgusting. He also helped with a couple of ethnic cleansings.
5: Oh, (laughs) I still have nightmares about that episode. Uh, It's
4: it's hell. It's hell. Mm -hmm. By her sophomore year at Stanford, Elizabeth Holmes seems to have gotten fed the hell up with college, which is understandable. Rather than dropping out to say, smoke a ton of weed and eventually become a podcaster, Holmes sat down with her chemical engineering professor, Channing Robertson, and said, Let's start a company.
5: Right. This is uh, Silicon Valley is so confusing to me Mm -hmm. where it's like, imagine, like, Listening to a nineteen like a nineteen year old starting a business is a bad idea.
4: Yeah. A nineteen it's year a bad old idea. doing anything but like very basic jobs and studying is a bad idea. It's a
5: bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it like never ever leads to anything good.
4: Yeah. It's 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 a bad idea to like let them in the military. I have friends who were driving tanks at seventeen. That's a bad idea. That's a bad It's <laughs> a really bad <laughs> idea. Like
5: <laughs> uh, this this is like the part of like the Silicon Valley narrative where I'm like, why is this allowed? Like, yeah. why would anyone be like, and this is going to end great?
4: See, this is again. I, there's a government bureau. I've suggested they should be around to like slap people in the face sometimes, but they should also be there just to walk up to people at times like this. Like, like someone in a suit with a badge should have come in, um, and said, Elizabeth Holmes. No, you can't. No.
5: You gotta, you gotta learn science first.
4: (laughs) Go wait tables for a year. Like do do a job that's like useful to people, and you know, like isn't starting a company and getting millions of dollars in venture capital funding. And learn things and live in the real world for a while.
5: Yeah, learn how to, you know,
4: be a person for a spell, Elizabeth.
5: (gasps) She well, she might have to now.
4: Yeah, she might have to now. That's 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 that is, yeah. Anyway, uh, Robertson, uh, the guy she went to, the professor that she went to and said let's start a company, had done seminars on drug delivery devices, stuff like nicotine patches, and even more advanced things like small clear contact lenses that could deliver glaucoma medication, super advanced non-invasive ways to deliver drugs. Cool stuff. Elizabeth approached him with a design for a wearable patch that would deliver both a drug and monitor the patient's blood in order to adjust the dosage of that drug. Now, Robertson had only known Elizabeth Holmes for a year, and she was one of many, 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 many undergrads he'd worked with. But he told Fortune magazine, quote, I knew she was different. The novelty of how she would view a complex technical problem, it was unique in my experience. I remember her saying, and we could put a cell phone chip on it, and it could telemeter out to the doctor or the patient what was going on. And I kind of kicked myself. I consulted in this area for 30 years, but I'd never said, here we make all these gizmos that measure and all these systems that deliver, but I never brought the two together. So... Mm-hmm. He was impressed with her, Okay. Uh, with her moxie and with her inventiveness. But okay. he felt that starting a medical device manufacturing company at age 19, uh, after probably dropping out of Stanford, might be not a great idea.
5: And again, like not taking the science classes not to taking know the, yeah. if that would be possible.
4: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You, you figure a professor would be on that. Uh, I'm fairly
5: like anti college, but that's the sort of thing that you gotta go. I
4: I think probably most people in college, like the things that people should be doing in college is like studying history and the humanities to learn why you shouldn't Mm -hmm. let 19 year olds run blood testing companies. Uh, And also spending eight years to learn how to, like, be a doctor and design medical devices. Those things seem like you need college. You do need (laughs) training, yeah. Like, you don't need college to do what I've done, which is just go put myself in dangerous places and write about it.
5: No, and, yeah, we've gotten so uh, deeply in debt to do things that uh, require really, like, just uh, common sense. Yeah, exactly. So everyone out there, uh, drop out.
4: Drop out of college, yeah. but don't start companies.
5: Never start a company. Or at least not
4: medical device companies.
5: Start a podcast company. That's like, who cares? Anyone if, can do that. If you fail, and we all will at some point. We all will. This cares? bubble gonna burst. This bubble. Oh, I feel it. I yeah. feel it. Pushing against the surface of my skin every yeah. single morning. Yeah, yeah. But, you know,
4: it'll be a fun ride for then. That's just that's just the, the life we chose. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Robertson, yeah, um, asked her why she was hell-bent on doing all this right now while well, she was still a teenager. Holmes responded, quote, because systems like this could completely revolutionize how effective healthcare is delivered. And this is what I want to do. I don't want to make an incremental change in some technology in my life. I want to create a whole new technology, and one that is aimed at helping humanity at all levels, regardless of geography, or ethnicity, or age, or gender. Hmm. Now, I think that's really important, because I think that exact sentiment, whether or not they've ever said it, is exactly what is constantly going through the minds of Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all of these fucking guys. Basically, all of them, but Bill Gates. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Call out. No, I mean I think he's he's the one who didn't like he was he was always more of like a grounded kind of like like he's a decent engineer, but he's more yeah. of just like he knows how to run a business and he's like shitty like he like he's 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 did a lot of dickish things running a business. Sure. But he wasn't like irresponsible. He was just like kind of an evil corporate overlord and then he dedicated his life to curing malaria. Right. Which oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like
5: sure, that's something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you I guess that's something. I don't know. Yeah. Once she gets into like the I mean, all the like the tech company statements of, yeah. of grandeur of like how their technology will somehow make the world a more equal place when it n- always does the opposite yeah. um, is freaky stuff, especially when it like comes to like... uh a hashtag girl boss yeah. like Elizabeth Holmes who constantly has to like leverage her own identity as a way of getting ahead it's just so sinister and
4: shitty and bad when well, it's that line in the middle I don't want to make an incremental change in some technology like that's why Elon Musk tried to build that child coffin during the rescue because he's like I don't want to just like give some money to experts so they can slowly and agonizingly and in a very unglamorous way save a dozen lives no. I want to build a sexy thing out of rocket parts and, and
5: I want there to be like, ba- like you know yeah. like old school news Real footage of yeah. me emerging the hero yeah. of the situation, but no.
4: Sometimes you just need to very slowly and laboriously teach kids how to use breathing devices and agonizingly pull them through tunnels to save their lives because that's what works. And sometimes like, you just
5: have to accept your own limitations yeah. and be like, okay, I have the money to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Let me give money to people and not then mm-hmm. call them. Didn't he call like one of the rescuers a yeah, molester? He called a him molester? a pedophile. I'm <laughs> just like you're the most juvenile <laughs> a man, fucking. A man who just not for a week to save
4: a dozen children
5: he's like uh yeah he's a pedophile like is this he's a seventh grader a
4: man that like the u.s army and like the the thai navy divers were all like oh yeah we wouldn't have saved those dozen children without this guy he's like fucking pedophile
5: it's i mean everyone has very different opinions of elon musk uh but there's no there there's no doubt that he is always finding new ways to embarrass himself
4: you know if he just, he's
5: like really an innovator and in, i think more so than anywhere else he has innovated yeah. uh embarrassing yourself as a as an adult
4: it's really incredible it's it, wh- like just stop tweeting man we would all still like you if you'd never use twitter
5: log out don't Elon Musk like shouldn't be on podcasts? If
4: he was just a guy <laughs> with a cool name who ha- owned a rocket company yeah, and a who, car company, I'd like, like him.
5: Who like <laughs> yeah. got rich and did something about his hairline? Yeah, great.
4: Sure, good yeah. for you. Oh yeah, we need electric cars and rockets. Fine, that's great.
5: <laughs> Stick to that. Stick I don't want to look at you, and I don't want you to. Uh, he ruined. I used to. I liked Grimes a lot in college, and he took that.
4: We from all me. liked Grimes a lot in college. He took that. He took from that me. from everybody. That's painful.
5: Man, fuck that
4: guy. It's painful. Anyway, yeah, uh, probably lost a lot of listeners from the uh, the Elon Musk shade. But the episode on him's coming.
5: <sighs> Listen, point. I mean, there. I have no distinct opinion on him other than he's an embarrassing person.
4: <laughs> they didn't call him the PayPal Mafia for entirely good reasons. Like, <laughs> That's a
5: really embarrassing name. Yeah, but like the PayPal Mafia. It That's kind so of gross. fits.
4: Like, like it kind of fits. Like, in the literal sense of stealing money.
5: (laughs) I look forward to that episode, though.
4: Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about that. All right. So, um, Robertson told Fortune that when Elizabeth Holmes said this thing about not wanting to do incremental change was the moment he realized what Elizabeth was. Uh, I realized I could have just as well been looking into the eyes of a Steve Jobs or a Bill Gates. And I do think he was half right there, but we'll get to that later.
5: He was looking in the eyes of a
4: shameless capitalist? Oh, just a Steve Jobs. Yeah. So, Steve Jobs was... A type of shameless capitalist, mm-hmm. but she, I think she's the exact same kind of person as Steve Jobs. I don't but think that was all an act. She, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit.
5: Okay.
4: Um, Elizabeth decided that come hell or high water, she was going to start her own damn company. She announced this to her father during a break from classes. He was not happy to hear that she was dropping out, and he urged her to finish her degree. She responded, no, Dad, I'm not interested in getting a PhD. I want to make money. In the spring of her sophomore year, she broke up with her boyfriend, explaining that this was because she was starting a company, which obviously wouldn't leave her much time for, you know. Fucking? That D. That's, I actually JT? wrote that D.
5: Oh, JT's D.
4: D. R A P J JT's D. T's JT's D. Damn. J yeah. JT's
5: D is out there somewhere wilting. 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 Poor guy. Poor D. Well, I'm sure
4: he's fine. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, I'm sure he's a rich kid, too. It's fucking Stanford, right? Yeah,
5: yeah, you're you're (laughs) fucking fine. He's
4: fine. He probably works at Facebook. Elizabeth did a summer internship at the Genome Institute of Singapore, which later proved to be her last real dalliance with higher education. Her internship coincided with the SARS epidemic, and she was frustrated by the various inefficiencies and delays caused by testing patients with syringes and nasal swabs. She decided, based on her one and a half years of college, that she could do better than these damned infectious disease specialists fighting a massive outbreak. When she came home from Singapore, she spent five sleepless days at her computer in Houston. Eventually, she came up with a patent application for an arm patch that would diagnose and treat various medical conditions. Armed with this patent, she dropped out of school and incorporated a company, Real-Time Cures, which wound up printed on employee paychecks as real-time curses due to a fuck-up. Oops. Yeah, well, it happens to the best of us. Robertson, by the way, joined the board in like supported this 19-year-old in her dream to drop out of college and create a medical device. This like middle-aged I just will professor never
5: understand this culture. I,
4: mean, I don't know a whole lot about him other than I think he's kind of a piece of shit. He yeah. he comes yeah. off that way yeah. in the interviews mm-hmm. with
5: him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And, come on and, the show, Robertson. Very Tell, Talk to
5: Yeah, come on the pod.
4: Talk me out of that.
5: He, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the very there's so many like dudes in that in the HBO documentary who just come off as super defensive, and then I mean the narrative of of just like totally. 180 and being like yeah what a fucking dummy crazy i'm like you gave her a billion dollars yeah, bitcoin oh, guy
4: the only people in that documentary who come off well are tyler schultz and uh and john Kerry rue even um, yeah
5: even alex gibney doesn't come because it's kind of a shitty documentary it's
4: kind of it's not a great documentary he's
5: using a lot of stock footage he's I'm using like, a gibney, lot of
4: stock footage
5: i think it's a hit piece on errol morris personally
4: well wait which are you talking about the hbo one or hbo one yeah remember much but yeah there was some Morris in there
5: there was well Er Errol Morris yeah uh, he did a lot of their ads he endorsed yeah I I would love to see an Errol Morris documentary about that experience and finding out that he was wrong because he's a better
4: filmmaker throw some of that that shade back on Mattis too yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm.
5: on fucking Henry Kissinger how does Henry Kissinger get out scot-free
4: I mean in fairness like it's the Least terrible thing Kissinger's been like it's if, true. if, if, if killing millions of Cambodians didn't stick to Kissinger, being on the Theranos <laughs> board isn't <laughs> it's like
5: he's unkillable, he's he really is unkillable. I'm like, how is he? I've like operated under the assumption for a few months at a time, yeah, throughout my adult life, thinking he's dead and then remembering he's he not, he never dead,
4: quite is, is and he? And getting
5: very upset about it.
4: He's one of those people that, like. There's just a level of, like, hate, but also, like, respect of just, like, you've just—you've been around for forever.
5: You've been bad for so long. Yeah,
4: you've been— one of the most influential people in the world for almost a hundred years <laughs> like, I wonder if he
5: does like that Peter Thiel vampire treatment and that's why he's gonna live forever
4: I think it's just he uh, did some sort of like dark magical ritual with all those Cambodians we bombed and like oh, their blood uh, extended his life by a couple of decades
5: I hate him so much yeah he's,
4: he's a pretty bad person he's a very bad when person. I have like three straight weeks to read books about Henry Kissinger we'll, we'll do a Henry Kissinger that's a,
5: yeah that's episode. a long one
4: yeah that's that's gonna be quite the episode <laughs> so the fun day. For real time cures came from Elizabeth Holmes's family connections. Mom and dad may not have been rich anymore, but they were still, as I said, culturally rich. Elizabeth was able to meet with Tim Draper, the father of a childhood friend, and convince him to invest $1 million. Is
5: that Mr. Bitcoin Tie?
4: I don't know. It might have been. I think it might have been. Wait. um Draper was well known among the kind of rich people who invest in unproven tech ventures. Draper's oh, grandfather.
5: Oh, honey, that is, that the, is Bitcoin the Bitcoin Tie guy. Yeah. Yes.
4: Draper's grandpa had founded the very first Silicon Valley venture capital firm back in the 50s. Tim had invested in Hotmail early, uh, and Elizabeth Holmes, Rag. you know, with his name on them, uh, quickly attracted other investments. Quote, in a 26-page document she used to recruit investors, she described an adhesive patch that would draw blood painlessly through the skin using microneedles. The TheraPatch, as the document called it, would contain a microchip sensing system that would analyze the blood and make a process control decision about how much of a drug to deliver. It would also communicate its readings wirelessly to a patient's doctor. Mm-hmm. She'd soon changed the company name to Theranos, a combination of therapy and diagnose. In that Fortune article, Holmes claimed she'd changed the name because too many people reacted cynically to the word cure and made her seem like a snake oil salesman. No. Now, no.
5: Lizzie, uh, I have a question. <laughs> sure. At this point in the process, how involved is Sunny Balwani? Do we know? He's
4: not yet. He didn't He's come on yet. to the company officially until I think 2009. Okay. So, so, this so, is... they,
5: so they met when she was young and 18, like, yeah. kept in, dated, kept in touch- we're not sure. We don't
4: know exactly when they started dating. Okay, they definitely were while he was working at Theranos, but he's not there until 2009. So she okay. she gets this all off the ground before he comes on board. Okay. Now whether or not she's like like her brother did say that they would call pretty regularly and stuff when she was 18. 19. It sounds like
5: they were in touch.
4: But I don't know. I don't know. Like it's one of those things. Part of why I didn't talk about it more is I don't know how influential. Like there's a big debate about like whether or not because they started dating when she was so much younger than him. He had a big influence on her practices, but it's also like right. she was running this company for like six, seven years. She was very on. driven. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's you hard don't to even want
5: to like say that she was not capable of doing it. It's clear that she was. It,
4: it's one of the, it, like, it's tough because I don't want, like, number one, I don't want to, like, not go after a guy who influenced a much younger woman to do bad things. But also right. I don't want to, like, take away her agency and doing shitty things by crediting this guy well, for it. Like, that's,
5: like, one of the complicated yeah. things around conversations like this where it's, like, it it is weird to me that in all the coverage of this story, like, Sonny Belwani's role and stuff is not more carefully, like, scrutinized um, because it's clear that, you know, she set up the company by herself, but that age difference when you're that young it's big. is – yeah, like that is not a great person on the older side of yeah. that relationship. And, um, you know, it's I don't know.
4: Yeah, it's, I'm it's weird... I'm of the opinion that like if you're like a mature adult, I don't know. I think like if, you're, if 20... you're a
5: mature adult, you don't date teenagers. You don't.
4: If you're 25 or older, I don't give a shit what the age difference is. You're 25, you've right. been out in the world long enough to like know some fucking shit. Okay. Um, but a fucking 19-year-old dating a 37-year-old, that's not cool, man. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Now, Holmes slowly built her company up over the next 10 years, gradually refining and revamping her technology. From the Fortune article, quote, as much as she needed money, she turned down many offers, she says, because so many investors wanted quick returns. Too often the question is, what's your exit strategy, she recounts, before you're really understanding what your entry strategy is. What's
5: your entry set, yeah.
4: That's like a classic Silicon Valley thing, state the thing and then reverse it to make it seem like you've said something more profound than it actually is yeah
5: right and then turn it into an instagram post yeah fun font and post it does your blood
4: testing equipment work the question is does current blood testing equipment really work well i mean yeah yeah. they they told me i had hepatitis
5: (laughs) and she's like well uh." and then she tastes your blood on the little tip of her tongue she's like you do have hepatitis and now i do too
4: The technological fixation of Theranos eventually shifted away from those medicated patches because what she was trying to do with them actually technically sort of violated the laws of physics. Holmes moved on from that plan into one that was arguably more ambitious, the nanotainer and the Edison blood testing machine. While her first innovation had been inspired, at least, by real medical shit she really experienced doing actual work in the field, the nanotainer and the Edison seemed more inspired by Steve Jobs and the Apple Company. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Holmes wanted to produce a slick, attractive, technological gizmo that could eventually wind up in every American home. She had a dizzying dream of people eventually being able to test their own blood via via pinprick and get diagnoses from tiny, attractive little boxes, like a Keurig-sized little thing. I think that was the eventual goal. Okay. It was never, like, quite stated, but if you read between the lines, it's like— the
5: curie blood machine is just going to be inside your
4: house. It's like a cool, like you can imagine that, in like a sci-fi movie where somebody's like, "Oh no, I got exposed to the thing." Let's do St- okay. You're you're still safe. You know? I can
5: see Oscar Isaac in I can, in exactly. that movie. We can see yeah, Oscar Isaac being in that like movie. It's kind of like that, yeah.
4: Yeah, in yeah. like the in like the reboot twenty years from now of the thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. way less good and doesn't have a drunk Kurt Russell. Which why would you even watch? What's the point? What's the point if Kurt don't, Russell's not drinking? Yeah,
5: don't reinterpret perfection.
4: Don't reinterpret perfection. Speaking of perfection, oh the products and services that advertise on this show and or program.
5: I'm tightening my Bitcoin tie.
4: Tighten your Bitcoin ties, everybody, and listen
3: to these ads. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
1: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
2: Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over six billion dollars in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to lifelock.com/news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at lifelock.com/news. Identity theft protection starts here.
6: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
4: we're back so putting boxes into houses uh, mm-hmm. was the far-off goal of theranos her more immediate goals were to utterly disrupt and remake the entire blood testing industry mm-hmm. while normal venipuncture required large amounts of blood to be painfully drawn the nanotainer would only need a little bit of blood <laughs> while still being good for hundreds of tests I think 200 tests is what they were hoping to like be able to do off like a tiny little pinprick
5: I think that that's what they were saying they could do that is, that, that is <laughs> for, what they were fraudulently
4: claiming they were yeah. doing for years <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, the Edison machine would not be meant for consumer homes, but she figured she could put them in Walgreens and other similar stores, and eventually the goal was to get one within every five miles and then every mile of every single American. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the goal. Now, that kind of plan was going to require a lot more money than the first wave of VC funding had brought in. In 2005, when she was 21, Elizabeth used her dad's connection to set up a meeting with Donald L. Lucas, another incredibly influential venture capitalist. He agreed to put in more money and also talked Oracle chairman Larry Ellison into investing.
5: Okay, yeah. now we've got some of the top tier freaks Larry L. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: We'll talk more about that later. Also in 2005, the company made its best talent acquisition. Holmes hired a brilliant scientist named Ian Gibbons. Gibbons was a legitimate genius, an inventor with countless patents, I think over 200 uh, Mm -hmm. to his name, who was drawn to Theranos by the sheer ambition of its mission. He wanted to change the world. But it quickly became apparent to him that Theranos' technology just did not work as well as it was supposed to. The Edison machines couldn't actually perform more than a handful of tests, and none of the results were very accurate. The samples taken by the nanotainers were just too small for most blood work. Some of this was what you'd expect for new technology. The first couple pre-market iterations of the iPhone were garbage, for example. But Elizabeth Holmes (laughs) was hell-bent on taking Theranos technology to market. The science would have to come later. In 2009, Sonny Balwani joined Theranos. Sonny was a tech industry guy. He'd made like $40 million selling a company prior to Theranos, and he gave them like a $13 million loan when he came on board because they were really hurting for cash. Mm -hmm. He had no relevant medical or engineering experience. Elizabeth Holmes made but boy him president. Was he was
5: willing to yell at people. He was a great
4: yeller. And that mm-hmm. seems to be most employees at Theranos will say like most of his job was yelling at them. Although he got trained in how to do and operate the blood tests and stuff and was doing that as a like a business <laughs> like that's no, don't do that.
5: I mean everything about this business is like I mean comparing like people's health to iPhones is just like, well, yeah. you know, strikes 1 through 3. <laughs> There's, I mean, there's, I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but there's stunning, like, yeah. coincidences between this story and the Lisa Frank
4: story. She yeah. also,
5: like, made her husband president to scream at people.
4: Yeah. There's also something in, like, the whole don't don't treat everything like the tech industry. If your iPhone doesn't work, eh.
5: No one dies.
4: No one dies. Yeah. If your blood testing equipment doesn't work. You people die. People may not get treated for their cancer. Right. <sighs> yeah. In 2010, Safeway and Walgreens both inked deals to invest in Theranos and carry its technology in special blood clinics inside their brick-and-mortar locations. Safeway agreed to spend $350 million on renovations to host these labs and also pumped $30 million investment dollars into Theranos itself. A number of people at Safeway were hesitant about the deal. Due to Theranos' infamous secrecy, no one had actually seen much evidence of their technology but CEO Steve Bird was convinced the company was legit. The Birdman. The Birdman. I don't know
5: anything about him, but <laughs> that, I want to call him Birdman. That's his fucking nickname now.
4: According to Bad Blood, quote, Bird was over the moon about the partnership. He saw Elizabeth as a precocious genius and treated her with rare deference. Normally loath to leave his offense unless it was absolutely necessary, he made an exception for her, regularly driving across the bay to Palo Alto. On one occasion, he arrived bearing a huge white orchid. On another, he brought her a model of a private jet. Her next one, he predicted, would be real.
5: The Birdman. The Birdman. Okay, I, yeah. I take it back. I hate the Birdman. We all hate the Birdman. The Birdman's a douchebag.
4: Yeah. Theranos worked out a similar deal with Walgreens around the same time. Yeah, bed. he gives her a, give her a vagina flower. Come on, Birdman. Freak. Fucking A. Neither company was wild about sharing. Elizabeth promised Walgreens would be the exclusive drugstore vendor and Safeway would be the exclusive supermarket location. Both companies would be required to spend just absurd amounts of money making their locations fancy enough to host Theranos. $350 million in renovations for Safeway alone. Theranos required that the in-store clinics have luxury carpeting, custom wood cabinets, granite countertops, high-end large-screen TVs. They were required by contract to look, quote, better than a spa.
5: What the f- I hate Silicon Valley I really so much. hate Silicon Valley. I wonder if Elizabeth was like, and here's what needs to be playing on the TVs, and yeah. it's like
4: no, f- the, the, Twilight Zone episodes. It was like, a, like, you know, like vaguely Eastern music. Like mm. yeah, I'm gonna guess she was the one who picked it too. So
5: just like yeah, like vague appropriation spa uh, I'm, I'm culture. I'm gonna guess she
4: spent four days in Nepal and based the music on that. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Now, when Theranos sold itself to Walgreens and Safeway, they did so by claiming that you know they were legally authorized to do blood tests that functioned and stuff. And that that was not quite the truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As Bad Blood describes, it had initially represented that its blood tests would qualify as waived under the Clinical Laboratory Improvement Amendments, a 1988 law that governed laboratories. The CLIA waived tests usually involved simple laboratory procedures that the Food and Drug Administration had cleared for home use. Now Theranos was changing its tune and saying its test would be offered in Walgreens stores were laboratory-developed tests. It was a big difference. Laboratory-developed tests lay in a gray zone between the FDA and another federal health regulator, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. CMS, as the latter agency was known, exercised oversight of clinical laboratories under CLIA, while the FDA regulated the diagnostic equipment that laboratories bought and used for their testing. But no one closely regulated tests that labs fashioned with their own methods. They found a way to not be regulated for a while.
5: They found, yeah, they found a loophole to get away with never having invented anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: Cool. Great loophole. Cool. Kevin Hunter, a clinical laboratory specialist working with Walgreens to make sure Theranos' tech did what they said it did, became skeptical about this change. Elizabeth and Sonny claimed that all big laboratory companies used lab-developed tests, which was an obvious lie. To test them, Hunter suggested doing a 50-patient study comparing Theranos' blood tests to ones from Stanford Hospital. This should not have been a big deal if the technology worked, but Elizabeth's immediate response was, no, I don't think we want to do that at this time. Hunter warned his bosses huh. at Walgreens that shit looked shady. He pointed out that when Theranos had drawn the blood of Walgreens as president of pharmacy business, they'd never actually provided him with his test results. Hunter's boss said, quote, We can't not pursue this. We can't risk a scenario where CVS has a deal with them in six months and it ends up being real. Right. Right fucking business right there.
5: Jesus Christ.
4: Theranos was scheduled to open Theranos Wellness Centers in dozens of Arizona Walgreens in 2013. As Elizabeth Holmes struggled to keep anyone at Walgreens from finding out that her shit didn't work, she decided it was a good time to sue Richard Fuse. Now, Fuse had basically created a patent out of spite that Elizabeth Holmes hadn't consulted him, her own neighbor, before starting her company.
5: He's a physician.
4: Yeah, he's he's a physician.
1: He's also a psychologist.
4: He's a physician psychiatrist, inventor. Cool guy. I think he called his patent like the Theranos killer or something. It was like patenting a way to do the same thing they were trying to do sorry, just to this be a guy dick.
1: Is yeah. He seems like
4: a dick, yeah. yeah. Uh, the details of the case aren't super interesting, but what's important is that Fuse's lawyers subpoenaed Theranos executives involved in proprietary aspects of the company's technology. Hmm. This included Ian Gibbons, who by this point had been sidelined into an ancillary role within the company by Elizabeth due to his nasty habit of telling her that nothing worked and they really should not be using this stuff on human beings. I'm going to quote from a great Vanity Fair article on the fall of Theranos by Nick Bilton. Quote, Gibbons didn't want to testify. If he told the court that the technology did not work, he would harm the people he worked with. If he wasn't honest about the technology's problems, however, consumers could potentially harm their health, maybe even fatally. Holmes, meanwhile, did not seem willing to tolerate his resistance, according to his wife, Rochelle Gibbons. Even though Gibbons had warned that the technology wasn't ready for the public, Holmes was preparing to open Theranos wellness centers and dozens of Walgreens across Arizona. Ian felt like he would lose his job if he told the truth, Rochelle told me as she wept one summer morning in Palo Alto. Ian was a real obstacle for Elizabeth. He started to be very vocal. They kept him around to keep him quiet. Mm. On May 16, 2013, Ian Gibbons received a phone call from Elizabeth Holmes. She told him that she wanted to meet with him the next day in her office. He asked his wife if she thought Holmes was going to fire him. Rochelle said yes. That night, Ian Gibbons attempted suicide by taking an overdose of pills. He survived, but the pills did tremendous damage to his 69-year-old body. One week later, he died in the hospital.
5: That is, like, the, the yeah. one of the most devastating yeah. elements of this entire story. Because
4: it was clearly just, like, a really brilliant guy who, like, couldn't take emotionally, like, failing at something like this and being, like, and it seems like she right. was really abusive to him and, like, Sonny was, too, in the, like. It absolutely sounds yeah. like, yeah, like,
5: Elizabeth was, like, the, the like, gaslighter and then Sonny was the yeah. enforcer. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. It's incredibly sad.
4: Yeah. In 2014, that Praiseful Fortune article dropped. On the surface, things looked great for Theranos. On February 4th, 2014, the Partner Fund bought more than 5.6 million shares of Theranos at a price of $17 a share, bringing in $96 million and raising Theranos' overall value to $9 billion. Overnight, Elizabeth, owner of more than half the company, became a multi-billionaire. Mm. Fortune made a huge deal about Holmes being the youngest female self-made billionaire in history, which would have been a hilariously inaccurate term for her even if her technology worked.
5: That's really, I didn't. mean, yeah. one, some of my favorite apologies surrounding this story are the guy is the guy who wrote the Fortune article yeah. who's like almost crying. He's like, I did it. Check anything. <laughs> it's like well. Well, well,
4: he did check things, but he checked things with the people Theranos put forward for him to check. He used he, their yeah. sources. So and it's you, like you see with John Carreyrou, what a good journalist does when people yeah. say stuff
5: like this. You don't be like, "Ask my mom." Yeah. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was uh, a that was a funny apology, though. Yeah.
4: The article that Fortune Guy wrote really hammered in the idea that Elizabeth was a brilliant inventor. Today, Holmes is a co-inventor on 82 U.S. and 189 foreign patent applications, of which 18 in the U.S. and 66 abroad have been granted. Those are in addition to 186 applications Theranos has filed worldwide that don't list Holmes as an inventor, of which 18 have already been granted. Now, Dr. Fuse alleges that this was bullshit, and this is one of the things I really do believe him on. He says that Holmes basically used legal trickery to take partial credit for the work of Dr. Ian Gibbons, a dead man. That
5: sounds correct. yeah. Yeah.
4: Even though it was funded early on, Theranos used a patent writer rather than a law firm to draft its patents. The patent writer does not have a fiduciary duty to study prior art, so they just put her name on the patents, including ones that overlapped with what Gibbons had invented at a prior company. So
5: That's fucking despicable.
4: Stealing the work of a dead man... Pretty messed up. And yeah.
5: The only dead man who could have, like...
4: Made your stuff work? Yeah. 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 Pretty gross. Mm. I'd like to end by talking about Elizabeth Holmes' reaction to the death of Ian Gibbons. When his widow called Holmes' office to tell her what had happened, Elizabeth's secretary, being a human person, was horrified and offered her seemingly legitimate condolences. She mm-hmm. promised to notify Holmes at once. Elizabeth never reached out to Rochelle. Instead, she had someone else call the new widow and demand she returned any Theranos property Gibbons had kept at his home. She also threatened to sue her if she talked to anyone. So, she
5: is. I mean, it's it's interesting hearing how many things uh, about her do line up with her clearly modeling Mm -hmm. herself after Steve Jobs Mm -hmm. and just being a relentless asshole. Um,
4: Because yeah, Steve Jobs would never have reached out to a dead coworker's family. No, 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 no.
5: like he was a tremendous asshole. He was a
4: huge. He didn't shower for weeks at a time and just made everyone deal with it.
5: Openly hostile (laughs) to everyone around him. And it's and and and, you know his products, uh, you know Waz was Waz came through. He stole five thousand
4: dollars from the Waz.
5: I like Ian Gibbons
4: was her the Waz. Do you remember when Waz Waz
5: dated Kathy Griffin for a second?
4: Oh, good for the Waz. Some great
5: pics of them. Uh, Uh, I'm very pro Waz getting it in. I'm sure he's horrible too, but he's sweet. No, 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 he's not. You know who you know? The Waz is a good guy.
4: He made like three hundred million dollars, and then he instantly blew it all hosting a series of giant concerts.
5: I didn't know like, that. Yeah, it just, yeah. He just
4: he just and then now he just is just a guy.
5: Everyone should look up the Steve Wozniak Kathy Griffin pics from when they were a couple. They seem so happy. Yeah, uh, but but it's like it's crazy that like you know she so clearly modeled herself after. Aww.
4: they're cute together. I bet he's really nice. I've never heard a bad thing about the Waz.
5: I, I hope I hope he's a good. I mean, if there's one good person in Silicon Valley, it's, it's gotta be It would him. be a miracle, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's weird the way that she you know you can't fuck with people's health number yeah. one. I'm glad no one died because of Theranos. Probably. I do think that Other the way that like uh, girl bosses versus boy bosses are treated mm-hmm. when they are like people really relish in in uh, the takedown of uh, a yeah. woman in business because no one um, even. And I mean, she deserves it, but it's just it. like pe- people relish it in a way that makes me uncomfortable.
4: One of the most heartbreaking things I ever read, because I covered Steve jo- when I, The first journalism job I had was in tech journalism. It was while Jobs was still alive and still running Apple. And so, like, you know, okay. you, would, you would have to write something about him and his company every like week or two because it was Course. just like, fucking Apple. And this is like when Apple was, you know, everything was blowing up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a book about the founding of the company um and one of the th- stories in it is that when he and woz before they founded apple like they got contracted with atari uh to like make a product and of course mm-hmm. jobs got them the contract and wozniak did all the actual work mm-hmm. and then st- Jobs, they were supposed to split it fifty fifty, but Jobs stole five thousand dollars from from Wozniak. It's and a
5: fucking scumbag. When
4: Wozniak found out about it years later, it was because like an interviewer asked him about it, and he was like oh. in tears about it, like because he no. hadn't known it, and he just like thought this guy was his friend, and he's like he never gave a shit about you, he just knew you were a genius.
5: Woz, that you naive little sweetie pie. I know,
4: I know, it's a heartbreaker. May it, there
5: never be a behind the bastards about Woz. I.
4: I I don't know that I can emotionally take writing that if there is anything terrible about yes,
5: it. I can never uh, in good conscience trust a man in tech to be good. Yeah. But I hope that he ends up being good.
4: I can occasionally trust like a an engineer and a scientist, although they're also make our terrorists. But I can you could occasionally like those guys, <laughs> like the like it's the it's the fucking it's the people who are running the companies. Mm-hmm. Like there's some decent uh, couple, one or two, surely.
5: <laughs> what do you what do you think about the Elizabeth Holmes movie being made.
4: I think it's probably going to be gross, right? Yeah, that's probably going to be really gross. I
5: think, I think, miss me with it. I don't, want, I don't want it.
4: Yeah, I don't want it. I can't imagine it being tasteful. Um,
5: I don't need Jennifer Lawrence to play Elizabeth Holmes.
4: I don't need that. What I, really I do, what don't I need that. I would like an honest movie about Steve Jobs. Where it it because he he was a grifter. You want
5: another movie about Steve I want, Jobs? I want an
4: actual movie about what he we was. We got
5: the part. That's the Ashton Kutcher one, no, Robert. No, not. I love the Ashton Kutcher one. I got blackout drunk on my twenty first birthday and saw it in theaters.
4: That sounds awful, actually.
5: I love the part where he walked through the fields and he's like, "I have an idea for computers." <laughs> I love it.
4: You play it. He's 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 a, he's a grifter. He's a horrible. He, he was always a grifter. He was a grifter who. Did the same thing Elizabeth did, is he, like, had these demands for a product that nobody could build, and he just stuck to his demands for the product until they could, and he got lucky that they got it right. And he was like,
5: lucky that it was a good idea, because if it wasn't a good idea, well, he still would have stuck to it. With
4: Holmes had a good idea, too. They yeah. both, like, you can't be a good grifter unless you understand what people want, and that's why Jobs was a great person – to make certain decisions about like what do we want in a smartphone? Cuz people had tried mm-hmm. smartphones. He was the first per he was. This was, like his one legitimate brilliant thing was understanding what people wanted in a device that we're always going to have on them. Right. Like that was his one real innovation because mm-hmm. like fucking everything at the first Apple was was Wozniak. That was mm-hmm. any good. Right. It's, yeah. uh, well,
5: it sounds like, the, I mean, the mistake is truly just like putting people's lives at risk. Yeah. Because you could fuck up the iPhone a million times and no one would die. Exactly.
4: And we, we all want what's, what Elizabeth Holmes was selling. We all want like a thing that just takes a tiny drop of blood and they can do all these tests. Sounds and, great. Like, it sounds great. But it just isn't possible. You got
5: to know how to do it.
4: Yeah. yeah. You know, eventually they'll probably figure it out.
5: Oh, Liz.
4: Well, that's the episode. We've got a part two coming up uh, on Thursday, where we'll we'll get to the rest of this sad story. But mm-hmm. uh, Loftus, you want to plug some pluggables up in the the P zone, as we call it here, in at the, the B zone. Oh, we call it the P zone and the B zone.
5: I kind of hate it, but I like it. Yeah. Okay, we'll uh, pop an
4: air horn in there in
5: editing. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay. okay, nailed it. Uh, uh, you can listen to the Bechtel Cast every week on Thursdays. Uh, that's the podcast I host with Caitlin Durante, where we talk about women in movies I'm doing a show called Boss Whom Is Girl I'm touring uh, across the country later in the summer yeah so you can go on my website or my Twitter at uh, Jamie Loftus help to find out more about that now now that everyone knows who Elizabeth Holmes is I you know yeah.
4: you listen to make some
5: tweaks you yeah. could
4: hear Jamie Loftus be Elizabeth Holmes in Cleveland.
5: They're uh, not in Cleveland. Not,
4: uh, well, that's you a not If
5: you're in Cleveland, Never mind. unfortunately, I'm not gonna plug you it will then. have to fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> no, and I'm not playing Elizabeth. I'm playing like a, a fictionalized character. Yeah. There's a lot pulled from her. But if you live in uh, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, uh, L.A., or Chicago, you know, you'll be able
4: to see it. Well, if for some reason you live in one of those non-Cleveland cities, check out Jamie Loftus' <laughs> Boss who's Girl. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at I okay You can buy t-shirts at tpublic.com, Behind the Bastards. We have shirts. You can put them on your body, hide your nakedness, cover up your bits. Shame. Uh, all of those things are options with Public. Mm. Your bits will be packaged. Uh, Is this show
5: sex positive or sex negative? Uh, both. Oh,
4: okay, good. Yeah, we're positive of the concept of sex, negative about people having <laughs> people joy. People doing
5: it. Yeah, okay. no, ju-
4: just negative about joy. Oh. If it's, like, joyless, joy hateful negative. sex. I love oh, that. I have another podcast called It Could Happen Here. It's horrifying and sad. Listen to it. Hard sell. Yep. Hard sell. Every Wednesday. Saying every Wednesday. Sophie's saying every Wednesday. I love about 40% of you.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
1: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio discover more shows and movies for free
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp It's a simple truth no matter who you are mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through